Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. This is Strange Tales. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. Our story comes from The Haunting Hour this week, series produced between 1945 and 1946. 52 episodes produced by NBC. It was a syndicated series, so it aired in various areas, various stations. Our story today is from July 13th, 1945. It's titled The Thought. stillness of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is The Haunting Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, 
For your pleasure and amazement, the 78 Club presents the great Marlowe, the mental marvel. Gifted with a seventh sense, the great Marlowe reads your minds, tells your every thought. Now, let me warn you, if you have a secret you don't want him to know, just don't think about it. Presenting the great Marlowe. Thank you. Thank you. Frankly, I can't explain the performance you're about to witness. Science, without explaining it, calls it telepathy. Thought transfer. I call it hokum. <laughs> the gentleman says it's hokum. Maybe. We'll see. Now, everybody in this room, concentrate. Think of a thing or a person. Concentrate. Think hard. Ah, I have a thought. Someone is thinking of the initials S.G., Will the person thinking of S.G. please rise? I've been thinking of S.G. Well, thank you. Young lady, you are concentrating on the name of Stanley Green. Is that right? Well, yes. Stanley is in the army, I believe. Correct. Yes. He's a sergeant. <laughs> and you want me to tell you Stanley's serial number? It's, uh, 340... Oh, seven, six, seven. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I have another thought. Someone is thinking. Someone is thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, please bear with me a moment. I'll have to stop this performance. Believe me, it's important. I'll be back very shortly. I told you it was Holcomb. What happened, Professor? Forget your code. Hey, what's the idea of stopping the act that way? Where's your telephone directory, Moreno? What are you trying to do? Ruin my club's reputation? Shut up, Moreno. Where's your... Oh, here. Now, listen, Marlowe. I'm paying you two grand a week. Yeah, Glenwood. I expect two... to get my money's worth. Listen, will you please leave? Just as soon as I'm through with this call, I'll finish the act. All right, but make it snappy. And close the door. I should like to speak to Helen Thornton. This is Mrs. Thornton. Helen Thornton? Yes. Who's this? Uh, my name is Marlowe. I'm a telepathist performing at the 78 Club. A few moments ago, during my act, I received a thought that is vital to you. Are you alone? Yes. Uh, do but... as I say, please. Lock all your windows and doors. Allow no one in under any circumstances it's unless... This idea of a practical joke. No, Mrs. Thornton. This is no joke. Someone here in this nightclub is planning to kill you. Hello? This is Mildred Helen. I just got in. Oh, I've been trying to get you for hours. I know it's very late, but could you come over? Helen, what's the matter? Oh, Mildred, I'm so frightened. I'm alone here. Well, he's out of town, and it's Marie's night off. Mildred, I don't know what to do. What's wrong? You sound Mildred, like... will you come over right away, please? You can spend the night. Oh. H Helen, what happened? What's wrong with you? Oh, Jack. Helen? Helen, are you all right? L look, I'll be right over. No, Mildred, it's all right now. Jack's come home. What was the matter? Well, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Oh. 
Jack. Oh. What's the matter? What happened, darling? Helen. Helen, for pity's sake, what is it? Pull yourself together, darling. Here, come on over here. No. Oh. There, that's better. Now, what is it, darling? Oh, Jack, I'm so glad you're home. It's been awful. I, I didn't expect you when, when I heard the door. Well, I... I... I finished my business in New York sooner than I'd planned. I, I would have worried, but I thought I'd surprise you. I, I met Fred Hamilton on the train coming home. Remember the buyer from St. Louis? He stopped off for a drink downtown. Oh, but Jack, you, you should have called me. As a matter of fact, I did try to phone you around 11. I tried to get you just as we were leaving the 78 Club. The 78 Club? You were, were there? You... Well, what is it, darling? Well, nothing. I, I, I'm all right now. Well, something is wrong, Helen. What is it? I guess I was just frightened being alone. Well, you've been alone before many times. Yes, but that call... I... What call? Well, the, uh, uh, the police. They called. Oh? There was a robbery in the neighborhood. Oh, so that's it. Well, darling, there's nothing to worry about now. I'm here, right? Yes, Jack. You're here. There, that's better. Uh, good night's sleep, and you'll be as good as new. Yes, Jack. Now, you lie there and relax, darling. I'll go to the kitchen and make you a cup of warm milk. Thanks, Jack. It's Helen. Didn't you get my message? I called twice. Yes, but I just got in. I thought you'd be asleep by now. Paul, you, you must help me. Please, please, Paul, there isn't much time. Helen, what's the trouble? He's going to kill me. What are you... Jack's going to kill me, Paul. He came tonight... Helen, what are you talking about? Paul, you must believe me. Now, listen, Helen. You've probably had a bad dream. Is Jack there? Yes, please. You, you must believe me. I know what he's going to do. Uh, we'll no, 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 you mustn't. Please listen to me. He's coming now. You'll never see me again, alive. Goodbye, Paul. Don't bother folding up the dresses, Marie. Just throw them in. Mrs. Thornton, isn't this kind of sudden you're going away? Don't ask questions, Marie. Hurry, please, here. Now help me close this suitcase. You finish packing the other suitcase. I'm going down to get the car out of the garage. Good morning, Helen. Jack. I was so surprised to see me. Well, Marie said you'd gone. I, I didn't expect... Well, I decided to come back. See, I caught you in time. Uh, I was just going over to Mildred's. So early in the morning? We have an appointment for golf. In, in those clothes? I... Well... I... <laughs> all right, darling, all right. Helen, I'll tell you why I came back this morning. Frankly, I'm worried about you. Something's on your mind. I know it. Won't you tell me what it is? I'm all right. Okay, Helen. Now listen to me. I had some very important business to settle in the office with Paul this morning, but you come first. You saw Paul this morning? No, I changed my mind on the way down and came back. Helen, you need a rest. 
You and I are going away. No, Jack, yes. no. I... Now, there's no use arguing. I've already made a reservation for the week. Where... Where are you taking me, Jack? Remember that cabin we stayed at three years ago? Oh. It'll be wonderful. Just the two of us, all alone. We'll, we'll drive out there tomorrow. Now, there's no need to fuss either. Just a few old duds and my rifle. Your rifle? I'm throwing my gun. The hunting season is on. The shooting at Lone Acres should be very good this year. this all about? Oh, I had to see you. Yeah, but why here at Luigi's all the way across town? It's safer here. What's gotten into you? Jack's going to kill me. Helen. He is, Paul. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Helen. Why, that's what you told me over the phone last night. He's changed his plan. Oh, I see. And why, Mrs. Thornton, is your husband going to kill you? Because, because he's jealous of you. Jealous? Jack, jealous of me? He knows what we once meant to each other before I married him. Well, of course he does. So what? Why, he's winning you as a standard joke between Jack and me. Rivals in love, partners in business, and all that stuff. <laughs> Come on, snap out of it. I think I'd better talk to Jack about you. No, no, Paul, you mustn't. Promise me you won't. Oh, all right, Helen, if you say so. Jack's taking me to Lone Acres tomorrow for a rest, he says. Good. It's just what you need, Helen. I'll never come back alive. No, Helen, get hold of yourself. Everything's all right. Your imagination's overworked, that's all. You should go to Lone Acres for a rest. It'll do you a world of good. All right, Paul, I'll go. But I'm so frightened. So frightened. Paul will be alone and he'll have his gun. <laughs> You know, Helen, sometimes I think I love this gun more than I do you. There, it's okay now. Clean as a whistle and fit for the work at hand. Say, look, the fog's lifting. You can see clear across the valley. No, we'll get in some hunting today after all. Helen, what's the matter? You haven't said a word since breakfast. I'm all right, I... I've been wanting to finish this story. The Golden Goblet Murder. <laughs> you know, detective stories hand me a laugh. Now, if I were planning a murder, I'd use a gun, like this Springfield. Just say, for instance, I wanted to kill... Well, say I wanted to kill... Me? All right. Say I wanted to kill you. Now, let's see. We have to have a motive, don't we? Ah, well, I'd have it. Motive? Jealousy. Jealousy? Yes, I'm jealous of Paul Allen. That's it. I, I'm jealous of Paul. I don't want to talk about it. I... Oh, come on, darling. Be a sport. Our murder plot is just beginning to get interesting. Now, let's see. We need a locale. Well, Lone Acres, right here. What a perfect setting for a perfect murder. And now for the time. Yes, Jack. When are you going to kill me? Well, I... I shouldn't really tell you when I plan to kill you, but I'll give you a break this afternoon. How's that? We'll be out in the woods, hunting. No one will be too near. 
I wanted to see what happened. The hunting season, a gunshot, you're dead. A regrettable accident. And there's our perfect murder. Someone wishes to murder her. A mental telepathist performing at a nightclub read the thought from among the guests. Later, Helen was shocked to learn that one of the guests present in the nightclub was her husband, Jack. She fears that he might want to kill her because of his jealousy of Paul, a former suitor. Her anxiety is heightened when her husband suggests that they go away for a weekend to Lone Acres, an isolated hunting lodge. Once there, Jack tells her it's a perfect setting for a possible perfect crime. Her murder. A hunting accident in the woods. Oh, Helen. Here, up this way. Follow this path around the bend here. Jack? Yeah? Would you mind if I went back to the cabin? Well, there's a clearing up here, darling. We'll stop for a rest. Helen? Yes? I'm going to circle this hill. You wait right there for me, will Jack? You? Jack, please don't leave me here alone. Accident, Mr. Thornton. But, Doctor, I don't understand how it happened. Ah, oh, Mr. Thornton, it's really nothing serious. Just a shoulder flesh wound. Your wife's perfectly all right. Well, when may I see her? Right now. We'll go in right now. She's asleep. Go ahead, wake her up. She'll feel better knowing you're here. Helen. Helen, darling. Hmm? It's me, Helen. Jack. Mrs. Thornton. It's your husband. Doctor, get him out of here. He's going to kill me. Please, Doctor, you must save me. Mr. Thornton, perhaps you'd better leave the room for a while. All right, Doctor, I'll wait outside. Doctor, Doctor, please don't let him in here again. You must believe me. He's planning to kill me. Mrs. Thornton, what happened was an accident. That's what he wants you to think. Planned it that way, but it wasn't an accident. Now, Mrs. Thornton, it's perfectly natural in a case like this that you should imagine strange things. Doctor, you think I'm crazy, don't you? I'm not. I know what I'm saying. You yourself took the bullet out of my shoulder. Doesn't that prove to you that my husband shot me? On the contrary, Mrs. Thornton. At the scene of the accident, they found your husband with a thirty-two caliber rifle in his hands. The bullet I removed from your shoulder was a forty-five caliber pistol cartridge. 
Marie? Marie? Yes, Mrs. Thornton, I'll be right up. Uh, I was just cleaning up the cellar room. Oh, Mrs. Thornton, you have the fling off. Yes, Marie, the doctor says the shoulder's okay now. Pretty soon I'll be playing golf again. Oh, that's fine, ma'am. I'm so glad. Thanks, Marie. Uh, were there any calls for me while I was out? Oh, Mr. Thornton called to tell you not to wait up for him. He'll be home very late, and... Oh, Mr. Allen called, too, Mrs. Thornton. Did he say what he wanted? No, ma'am. Said he'd try to get you later on. Oh, and Mrs. Thornton, I was thinking... Do you suppose Mr. Thornton wants to keep this box of bullets downstairs on the open shelf? I was thinking it might be dangerous, ma'am. Bullets? Yes, ma'am. This box here. Let me see that box, Marie. Forty-five caliber cartridges. Forty-five caliber cartridges. At the scene of the accident, they found your husband with a thirty-two caliber rifle in his hands. The bullet I removed from your shoulder was a forty-five caliber pistol cartridge. Have you a reservation, madame? No, I've come to see the great Marlowe. Yes, madame. And perhaps a table on the side. This way, please. No, I mean I've come to see him on a personal matter. He's expecting me. Oh, I see, madame. Albert, uh, show this lady to the great Marlowe's dressing room. about the bullet he removed from my shoulder. I thought it was all a terrible mistake. I was even too ashamed to explain to Jack why I'd acted the way I did. But now, Mr. Marlowe, I'm sure that what you told me over the phone that night is true. Someone is really planning to kill me. Are you my sure? My husband. husband. Are you sure the doctor said it was a forty-five caliber cartridge? Yes. A forty-five caliber cartridge just like these that Marie found in the basement. Does your husband have a pistol? Well, I think so. He keeps his guns locked in a case. He has the only key. Mr. Marlowe, he tried once and failed. He'll try again. You must help me. All right, Mrs. Thornton, I'll do all I can. Where is your husband now? Well, he's out on business. He'll be home late. Then we'll have to work fast. Now, let me see. I go on again at nine o'clock... I want you to go home immediately and find some way of opening the case in which your husband keeps his guns. I'll call you just as soon as my act is over. Mrs. Thornton, if you can find a forty-five caliber pistol in that case, I think we can put an end to this affair. Hello? I opened the case. There was no pistol. Mrs. Thornton, I searched uh, all through the house, and I can't find it anywhere. He must have it with him. Uh, Mrs. Thornton. What shall I do? I, I can't stay here tonight. He'll kill me. Mrs. Thornton, listen to me, please. You must come down here immediately. A few minutes ago, during my act, I received the murder thought again. Mr. Thornton is in this nightclub. My husband is there now? Yes, meet me in the dressing room. Be sure to come in through the back entrance and hurry. All right, Mr. Marlowe. And where am I supposed to be right now? Jack. But 
Jack, he said you were... You were standing there all the time. You heard everything. Enough. It's not you. Then who is it at the 78 Club? Me? 78 Club? Helena, are you going to tell me what this is all about? Not you. Oh, yes, darling. I'm going to tell you everything. Everything. I should have told you before I wanted to, only... Oh, Jack, I need you so much. Now, look here, Marlowe. I want to get to the bottom of this. But Mrs. Thornton and I have told you everything. Yes, well, then explain to me why at the very moment I was standing in my own home listening to my wife talk to you on the phone. You were telling Mrs. Thornton that I was sitting in this nightclub planning to kill her. Oh, don't you see, Helen? This man's a cheap trickster. Well, he's never even seen me before. Why didn't you come to me when this all started, darling? Jack, I was afraid. Because uh, she thought you were the one. And so did I. That's why I assumed it was you sitting out there. Of course, I never saw you before you entered my dressing room a few minutes ago. You see, Mr. Thornton... I have a telepathic mind, not a magic eye. I know what your wife and I have told you is hard to believe. I but... don't know what your game is, Mark. But I'll find out soon enough. Come on, Helen, we're going to police headquarters. That won't be necessary, Mr. Thornton. The police know about this. I told them. What? The police are here now in this nightclub. Mr. Thornton, whether you believe it or not, your wife's life is in jeopardy. Someone in this club now is planning to kill her. Perhaps this will convince you. You own a forty-five caliber pistol with a serial number 75682. Yes, that's right. That's the pistol I reported as missing. Yes, I know. The police told me tonight. Jack, why didn't you tell me? Well, darling, you've been so upset lately, I didn't want to cause you any more anxiety. That pistol is, in all likelihood, the same weapon that was used up at Lone Acres an attempt on your wife's life. Mr. Thornton, that pistol was brought to this club tonight by the person who is planning to kill your wife. The police found it concealed in an overcoat in the hat-check room. Whoever claims that coat is Mrs. Thornton's intended murderer. Why should anyone want to kill her? Who can it be? We'll soon find out. Mr. Thornton, do you recall the night you were in this club? The night I first received the murder thought? Yes. That night... Did you see anybody here, or were you with anyone who knows both you and Mrs. Thornton very well? Let me see. Uh, Well, yes. No, it couldn't be. Pardon me. We got him, Mr. Marlowe. Here he is. Will you bring him in, Inspector? All right, you. This way. Mrs. Thornton, your intended murderer. That's right. He was with me here the night you received the murder thought. It was Paul all the time. Yeah. It almost worked, yes. And all the clues pointed to you, Mr. Thorpe. But why? We were so friendly, the three of us. Friendly? More than that, Mrs. Thornton. Paul Allen was hopelessly in love with Mr. Marlowe, you're on. All right. I'm coming. Let's go, Allen. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, the 78 Club presents the great model, the Mittle Marvel. He'll read your mind and tell you every thought. But let me warn you, if you have a secret you don't want him to know, just don't think about it. and stillness. Mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour. going to do it for Strange Tales for this week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You can find more from The Haunting Hour at RelicRadio.com alongside thousands of other old-time radio episodes, our shoutcast stream, and if you'd like to help the whole endeavor, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on the donate link. Your support is necessary. It's how this is all made possible. My thanks, as always, to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you again next Sunday with another episode of Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.